On this episode of Red Dirt America, I talk with Joe Ely, Jimmy Dale Gilmore, and Butch Hancock, collectively known as the Flatlanders. We talk about their career, their brand new album, Treasure of Love, and the surprising connection that they all have with one of their influences. 1972, what brought this band of bandits together? <laughs> uh, probably the International House of Pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it, right. That and and or the UFOs. I pledge allegiance. I pledge allegiance. Pledge allegiance to real country music. This is Red Dirt America with Chuck Taylor. First of all, let me say it is an absolute pleasure to get to talk to each of you guys. You guys, in my mind, are a Texas treasure. You're the the in 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 reality, you're kind of like the first Texas supergroup. So it's an absolute pleasure that you guys are taking the time to do this interview. Well, well, thank you for great having Great to be us. here. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah. So you guys got this together in 1972. What brought this band of bandits together? <laughs> uh, probably the International House of Pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, that and, and or the UFOs. And UFOs, yeah. UFOs. How did UFOs bring you guys together? They're just part of uh, Lubbock. They're, they're part of the Lubbock uh, entire, uh, <laughs> the, the uh, what do you call it? The, the ambiance. Miss <laughs> Well, the, the, uh, the album that we're talking about today is uh, Treasure of Love. And this is the first new album in, in 12 years. Um, I know you guys have done long periods of time between albums. Um, is it just because of all the different solo careers and, and stuff that you've had going on yourselves? Yeah, pretty much. That's uh, we've uh, we've all uh, uh, continued to do things, even if even if they weren't in tandem. We've all we, we've all been close to each other all the whole time, but you know we've all, we've also gone off on different musical tangents from each other. And when we come back together, it's always a wonderful thing. Does it feel like you're, you're I mean, obviously you're, you're old friends, but it, does it feel like you've you never even left? I mean, because you guys were together from 1972 to 1973 uh, and then kind of went your separate ways as your careers took off. Uh, and, it, and it wasn't until what, um, mid nineties that, uh, the next project came about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it was, I think it was right around 20 years. Yeah. Our, you know, the, you know, we met each other on a lot of crossroads over the years. <laughs> so we were, we were always crossing paths. And we would always, when we were in different places, you know, if, if, when we did, uh, visit each other and stuff, we always stayed with each other, you know, and, and, you know, Joe might have, gigs in in austin or dallas or someplace you know and still he for a while still was living in lubbock when i was living in denver and butch was living in clarendon and but we still uh we managed to to get together fairly often even separated by that much Do you think the um, going out your separate ways that the uh, different music styles that you did still each one of you maybe took some of the Flatlander sound or did you bring some of your sound into the Flatlanders? 
Well, I think it's both. I think the answer is yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, a pretty good combination of all of that. Well, yeah, we were influenced by everything around us, every, everything from, uh, you know, each individual uh, project that we were working on. We brought in different, uh, different players, and some of those uh, – some of the different production went back and forth and uh, and created kind of a new sound, a new different sound. Well, this album that you put together, Treasure of Love, has a variety of sounds on it. Um, I, and I would say that it is definitely uh, identifiable as, as Texan music, where there's so much... I want to say, how do I put it nicely? Crap that's coming out of Nashville these days that this is a nice change of pace. <laughs> yeah, that I was think a pretty that. nice way of saying it, actually. <laughs> I'll remember that next time I'm trying to figure out when someone asks what, what it all means. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> Well, the the album came out of um, a hard 18 months that we've been doing. You know, you guys put this album together during a pandemic, which on its own, I think, is great a great accomplishment. Uh, but, you know, we were just starting to get back uh, and get out on the road and stuff uh, when the album came out July 9th. Uh, and, and now this new spike is happening. It kind of makes it hard to get out there and, and, and do these things, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah I have we've, we've given I have up it. on it for now or until something changes. I know I haven't really played an official gig in uh, that, that whole time. Butch, what? what? Butch and I played one gig together in Houston a couple of months ago, and I played uh, – I sat in for a night with Bonnie Whitmore here in Austin, and that's all. That's and I, I was uh, revving up another few gigs for the fall, and uh, we've kind of we kind of pulled back on that. So we can see what what really has happened. I, I was lucky to play um, the Woody Fest in Okima, Oklahoma, this summer. It was. A, Live and in person, <laughs> and it was a, turned out very, very w- well. Um, that and a, a river trip or two where I played music. So we're still, Butch and I are still scheduled for another river trip, and I, I don't know if there's, I don't know if it's still on the books or not. Do you know, Butch? I think it's um, looking really shaky, Jimmy. I think um, they have, I think they canceled it. I'm not for sure. I guess yeah, we, we better, better find out before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that might be something you want to check into and find out about. Exactly. We're not going to show up Chuck, with your raft down there. And <laughs> yeah. Chuck, Everybody this is kind of like how it, how it goes with almost everything the Flatlanders do. We, you know, we, we might, it, it takes us a while to finally sit down in the same room and start working on a song or something. And, and and then it goes every direction imaginable when you're working on a song. So it's a it, it's all uh, how do you say copacetic with everything else. <laughs> when when we're working together, when we're right, especially writing together, uh, we have to 
we have to factor in about 90% of the time of laughter (laughs) rather than accomplishing anything. Well, you you guys, uh, you know, you deserve that too. Like I said, you're Texas treasures to me. But I want to get back to the album for a minute. One of the uh, the first things that struck me, and, and this is the reason I brought up the whole COVID thing and this album coming out of COVID, on the front of it, on, on the cover of the album, you say, it's the fearless who love and the loveless who fear. And I think that is such an inspirational quote for this time in our lives and this time in our country and, and this time in the world right now. Yeah, that, yeah. that piece actually came from, a, from another Flatlander album. Uh, as not not as a title, but just as a uh, just as a, a little clip on the on the front of the album cover. And so, yeah, that was the line songs. That was the line from Borderless Love. Yeah, the song Borderless Love on uh, Love and Happiness. Or, uh, was it? No, it was on Hills and Valleys. Hills and Valleys that came out uh, two thousand nine, right? Yeah. And uh, then, of course, I had I, I, I earlier had had that that, uh, that song "Midnight Train" that I wrote is the the punchline of it is that you have, you, your your choices are love or fear. That's oh everybody's yeah, choice. Yeah, uh, it's an, it's an easy choice, I think. Well, more people need to make it. (laughs) Amen. Yeah. You know, I I don't want to get into politics or anything, but if if they had never made the mask or the vaccine thing political, I think we'd all be in a better place right now. Yeah, I do too. Yes, definitely. So the album, Joe, you produced this with Lloyd Maines, and and we were talking before we started uh, how you and Lloyd have worked together a lot through the years. Yeah, going all the way back to uh, to Lubbock in oh, nineteen seventy three, I guess, and uh, and I had some songs. I'd been uh, kind of traveling around the country, and I kind of uh, landed in Ringling Brothers Circus, and and uh, ran into Butch and Jimmy. We we had run into each other, especially me and Jimmy had run into each other before. Uh, but in the early seventies, it was, uh, all the, everything, all the stars aligned and, and we, uh, started playing, uh, you know, just not paid gigs, but just kind of jamming all night and uh, showing each other's songs that were, that we were working on. And it, and, uh, in, in doing so, it, it just kind of brought inspiration to, to uh, each of us. And then even in that period, Chuck, uh, Lloyd was a fan of the Flatlanders. And that, that, was, that was prior to Joe doing, uh, you know, a bunch of recording with Lloyd a couple of years later. So Lloyd has kind of been part of our part of the band <laughs> for yeah from the beginning. Not Absolutely. really playing with us back then, but he was he was part of the circle of friends that that originally nurtured the Flatlanders. 
was he part of what uh, you guys called the the Lubbock Mafia? Was he part of that? <laughs> yeah, I don't think we called it that, but some other people here did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah, he would be. A bunch of us that ended up in Austin, they 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 referred to us as the Lubbock Mafia <laughs> in the early days. When you were going through and trying to decide what songs to use for this album, um, what criteria, Joe, did you guys put to get, put out there? What did you want to see from this album? Because I I notice when I'm listening to it, everybody's got everybody's got a turn. You guys are, are so equal at letting everybody take the spotlight. Well, we all uh, you know that all kind of came together with the. Uh, you know, our friendship and, uh, and it's, uh, it's just the way, uh, the songs, of course we were living in Lubbock at the time and the songs were inspired by each one of our, uh, you know, our, what we were doing at that time. And especially when the lockdown came, and uh, that opened up kind of a door of emptiness because, you know, everything stopped. And I had some songs that, uh, that we had recorded, oh, years ago uh, from just our favorite songs. We just decided over a course of a few days we'd just re- record our, uh, these songs that we loved growing up and, and at the at that present time too. And uh, when we recorded them originally, they weren't even planned. It wasn't even uh, as a plan for an album. They were just things that we had, that we had loved for a long time and just wanted to have a recording of. It was more for fun than, than for, and, and Joe had them. We did them in Joe's studio and they were, he had good basic recordings that he could throw over to Lloyd and Lloyd could turn it into something a lot more than basic. So we did, we did most of these songs without really having a studio to, to do them in because until uh, Lloyd came in, we just kind of said, here Lloyd, have fun with these. (laughs) (laughs) And then just left him alone for uh, six months, you know, so uh, it was an odd way of working, but it but it worked out good because it gave everybody a lot of freedom. Yeah, it can be a dangerous thing leaving a Lloyd alone for six months. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna call out one song because there's there's I, I and I and I love the whole album. Like I said, I listened to it three days straight when I got it. Um, but there there's one song that sticks out among all these songs that I just personally love uh and it's it's one of your songs butch uh and it happens to be mama does the kangaroo that song (laughs) i cannot get out of my head i knew you were gonna say that (laughs) and i i I was afraid you were gonna say that (laughs) yeah what it's uh man i just i started writing one day and that that came out um and uh, I wrote that. Actually, that's getting to be a pretty old song, too. I wrote it right back about when our, my son Rory was born. And 
I think I sang it a few months after he was born, and uh, his his sisters started dancing to it instantly. They uh, they acted out the monkey part, and then they acted out the kangaroo part, and it was amazing to watch. And I I hope every I hope it sweeps the nation, and everyone learns how to dance like a monkey and a kangaroo. <laughs> I think that would be something that maybe gets us out of this funk that we're in these days. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Yeah, we need it. We need that. Yeah. It, it, it is. It, yeah, it's fun. It's a fun, fun song. And it, it it's, it's like an earworm. Once, once you listen to it, you can't stop <laughs> yeah. singing along with it. Yeah, that <laughs> happens to me every time. Every time I hear it, it's the rest of the day. It's, <laughs> it's the one that keeps going. Mm. So I'm, I'm going to ask a couple fun questions here. Um, uh, maybe fun for me, maybe not fun for you guys. Uh, what is the dumbest way you've ever been injured? <laughs> mm. Oh, I know uh, already. <laughs> I was working as, as an electrician's helper. Uh Matter of fact, just before the time, it was in the time when uh, Joe and I were hanging out together and doing some stuff. And, and, and in fact, Butch and I were too at the time, but we weren't playing music together. We're just, you know, friends. And, and uh, but I was working as an electrician's helper and I was up on this ladder and I, I was trying to knock uh, uh, some, something loose on a light fixture and I, and I just missed and hit myself right in the head. Ow! And I knocked myself off of the ladder. That's pretty embarrassing. Ooh, I, I remember mine. I was, I was uh, hired. Me and Jesse Taylor were hired to work on a roof, taking the roof <laughs> off a house and putting on a new one. And and uh, it was the middle of July and hotter than hell and. Uh, and we decided to get the roof off quickly so we could, you know, uh, get off work. And and uh, and come to find out, we uh, in doing so, we took the roof off the wrong house. <laughs> it, it was actually the house next door that needed the roof taken off, so to put a new one on. But we took the wrong the roof off the wrong house. And uh, that that was the end of my roofing career. <laughs> All right, but thirds of you guys have roof stories. Where's yours? Yeah, well, I'm just going to comment on Joe's injury. Uh, <laughs> it, 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 I think it, it didn't hurt him in the head, or or you know, you know, hammer a thumb to the roof or anything, but. I think it just hurt his feelings real bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it hurt my feelings real bad. And my, but, but I'm just trying to think, uh, Chuck. You know, I've uh, aside from about a, a dozen bumping my heads, you know, stupidly or stumping my toes on on things that I shouldn't have stumped my toes on. I think the dumbest thing that comes to mind was uh, I was probably about five, six years old. We were up in Colorado. We, my dad and, had, had bought a, a farm up there, and, and so the family would go up there from 
from Lubbock, Lubbock. Uh, and spend various amounts of time. Anyway, I was out there. They were uh, outside of the house. Mom and Dad and my sister were looking through the uh, little picture window out to the north, and it had rained recently, and I was out there. There was construction still going on. And for some reason, I was barefooted, of course, and I reached down and picked up this electric saw to move it out of my way. Ouch. Now, <clears throat> I could not turn it loose because it was still plugged in. And I just I just kind of I was standing there shaking, but I couldn't shake the loose the, <laughs> the saw. And my dad ran out the other side of the house, came, ran all the way around the house and just kind of grabbed me. And uh, and yanked it away from me. <laughs> so uh, I chalked that up to my own dumbness. <laughs> that I'm glad I, I'm glad he was there and act, and acted quickly. <laughs> Absolutely, we we wouldn't have had the Flatlanders if he wasn't there. <laughs> yeah, and it still it still gives me shocking thoughts. All these after all these years. Wow, <laughs> shocking thoughts. <laughs> I see what you I did there. That. I saw what you did there. I, I caught it. <laughs> so, you know, as I mentioned, I think of you guys as a, a Texas treasure. And if somebody wanted to expound upon that and they wanted to create a Flatlander sandwich and you guys collaboratively put this sandwich together, what would be on the Flatlander sandwich? Wow. Are you talking about an actual food sandwich or are you talking about some kind of metaphorical sandwich? I was talking about a food sandwich, man. I'm 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 a big boy. <laughs> okay, I would say anything but mayonnaise. Amen. <laughs> so so what kind of bread did we start with? No no bread. bread. It's just all in insides. All insides. These days I have to be gluten free. Well, I'll I'll take it over with uh, sourdough. <laughs> there you go. Maybe I'm some brisket. Brisket would, would be fine. And yeah, dainty. brisket would be good. Or, uh, pickles. I want pickles on it. Onions. Pickles are good. Yeah, I like onions and on jalapenos. Spinach. spinach. I like I spinach like on my sandwiches. <laughs> oh, you're kidding. On your brisket sandwiches? Huh. You like Man, spinach? any sandwich. I just, yeah. Oh, that ruins it, Butch. Well, <laughs> it, it, that's what makes it so good. Now, are you talking cream spinach or are you just talking the leafy spinach? <laughs> no, Ooh. leafy, fresh, fresh spinach. <laughs> okay, so it hasn't been cooked because, and, and, like, when you get it in the can, it's nasty looking. Oh yeah, that, yeah. Uh, uh-uh. get 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 that stuff out of the kitchen, man. <laughs> you guys uh, had to been inspired um, when you're growing up by by a song. So I want to ask each one of you this to kind of close out the interview. What song changed your life? And whoever wants to start can start. Wow. Oh, this is Joe hey. here. I, I I would say probably. Uh, Elvis Presley, uh, Hound Dog. Why that was why Hound Dog? Well, it was just it just was a exact line between what was before Elvis and what was after Elvis, and I was right at yeah. that 
perfect age to be influenced completely by him, you know, and, and, uh, I remember my parents found, found that on a, on a 78 RPM, uh, release. I think it was, I think, I think that was it. It was either that one or, or blue suede shoes, but you know, it was just a fleeting, fleeting past, but it was a way of saying, here's, here's what's new, and there's a brand new beat. And it was such a great groove that he, uh, him and his band had that uh, kind of started from there and turned my violin on, a, on an electric guitar. It must have tickled you to no end then that you guys recorded the first album, Sun Studios. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, it was um, actually... It, I, it, I it never was, thought of that the sun, connection. It was on the Sun label. It was, wasn't actually the Sun Studios, but it was on the Sun label. So it, it was odd. It really was an odd turn of events that that happened. We did Because we did it in Nashville. With uh, Shelby Singleton? Right. Shelby Singleton. At, in the... What was the name of that studio that we did it in? Well, it was Plantation Records was his main thing, but he had bought Sun, bought yeah, the catalog but, of Sun. But it was that and, old. Uh, uh, yeah, it was Studio uh, uh, Studio B or something. One. Yeah, golly, yeah. uh, well, it had a it had a nickname that. Yeah, that's all. I, I can't I can't that. remember it either. But, I th- but anyway, say, yeah. I think uh, this it's it's interesting because it's really hard for me to pick out one song to answer that question. Yeah, me too. Really but, hard, mm. but uh, but oddly, I I think probably it probably it probably was Elvis for me. It, uh, I was I was uh, I was real into Hank Williams and all that. That that was the thing that my dad. And, my dad listened to. My dad was a guitar player. You know, Hank Williams and Ernest Tubb and that type of thing. But uh, I and I, I, as well as I remembered, I think Mystery Train was the one that I first heard. Ooh, that's a great groove! Wow. Yeah, that just knocked. Yeah. That just really well, and it was kind of like, wow, it's like what Joe just said. That was both that it connected to the country past. Yeah. But it also had something in it way, way, uh, uh, I don't know, transcendent to country music. <laughs> and it's still that way. It's still, when I hear lots of Elvis's music still has that, that complete hold over me. <clears throat> this, is, this is mind-boggling, Jimmy, uh, because the, the first song that came to my mind was the B side of that single of, of Mystery Mystery Train? That B side was, was uh, no, it was uh, it was. I don't care if the sun don't shine. I get my little oh yeah, oh yeah. When I with my baby, oh yeah, yeah. I, it, and 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 Elvis, of course. But there's so many, and like you say, there's so many songs that change in our lives. You know. <laughs> All the good ones. <laughs> there, there, but there's one other one other point that 
that hit me one time was uh, late at night. I was listening to the radio. The lights were all out, and I was supposed to be quiet. But there, the, uh, the song came on, and, and right when it finished, the uh, DJ said, and that was Peter Ball and Mary with their new song, a Gordon Lightfoot song, For Loving Me. And when he when he said uh, a Gordon Lightfoot song, I went, "Oh my gosh!" People write songs. It was like a revelation because Jimmy and Joe and I kind of thought it was illegal to, as Joe's, but it's illegal for people to write songs in Lubbock, you know. But uh, th- that moment, uh, you know, I sat down immediately and wrote a song. It wasn't any good, but, you know, it got me started. Do you remember, so, do you remember any of the words to that song? Oh, it was, it, it was something about hello, rain, goodbye, morning or something. Some kind of, you know, traveling. Oh, I get remember me out that of here song, but that was a good yeah. song. Yeah. And, well, and it had it, its moments with the... Uh, anyway, anyway, man, it's uh, you know what we there's so many doors you open to get through the labyrinths to where you are now, and there are many, so many high points along the way, and so many wonderful people that that uh, they came into our lives and they maybe dropped a song on us or just you know we're we're there human beings that uh, listening or. Are, are, are singing songs themselves. So. And we, we can't a, leave out, the, the three of us, we can't leave out Buddy Holly growing up in Lubbock. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Buddy, yeah, Buddy sure. really changed everything. See, I thought that's where you were going to go when you guys went all went Elvis, which I find interesting that all three of you chose Elvis. And that's also who Buddy Holly chose. As we, that's who as, Buddy as, Holly yeah, chose. Yeah, who, uh, who turned him around. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I want to thank you guys for for taking some time. Um, It's been an absolute pleasure talking with you. Uh, This album is fantastic. I want to encourage people to to go get it. Uh, I want to encourage them when things open up to to see you guys in concert because you guys are fantastic. Um, The music is so much better than than what we're getting out of mainstream Nashville right now. And I think that's one of the reasons why Texas, Red Dirt, and Americana music are the choice more and more people are starting to turn to because there's something to be said about real country music and not a bunch of click tracks and rap beats and everything else like Nashville's doing. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. Let's not even get into that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you guys so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. Well, thank you. Thank you, that Chuck. Was, has, has a yeah, great thanks, time. Chuck. If you've enjoyed this interview with the Flatlanders, check out their new album, Treasure of Love. And check out our podcast, Red Dirt America, at reddirtamerica.com.